Hey, it's Cam Rogers of the Lock It In Podcast. You're listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters. Really excited about this NFL season. Keep it right with them as they keep you covered. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Sports Podcasters. My name is Colbert Durand. Today, we've got a little bit of a bonus episode for you. It's based on the OTM Rumble platform, which utilizes the NFL all-day NFTs around the NFL football season. And what this really is, is weekly fantasy football, but it's different from what you may expect. So we want to talk about how the strategy and game theory goes into it. And what I've done is I've brought on three of the PSP insiders. If you haven't yet and you want to talk more about this particular subject, you can join us on our Discord. I'll leave a link in the description. But today I've got three of us with three of the people with me. So I've got Kenny. Kenny, say hi, everybody. Hey, how y'all doing, PSP? Glad to be on the show. Uh, everyone knows me as, yeah, buddy, 84. And I've got Manny with me. Hi, everybody. It's uh, Manny B. And all three of us have pretty decent accounts on NFL All Day. None of us take it lightly. We all take it seriously. And of course, OTM Rumble is a part of that because it's going to really move the marketplace week to week. And the very first thing I want to talk about is something I mentioned on a recent video on the Pro Sports Podcasters YouTube And that's three specific strategies that you can use in OTM Rumble. But the first strategy in particular, because it's involving running the absolute best players every single week. Unlike something like DraftKings, where each individual player is assigned a value, in OTM Rumble, all you need to do is own that particular player's particular moment on the NFL platform, and you can go ahead and play it. So theoretically, You could just play the absolute best players every single week, but there is a weakness to that. And I hinted at it and mentioned it a little bit on the Pro Sports Podcasters YouTube channel. But today I want to kind of go into it a little bit more and it revolves around what a whale can do to that strategy. And just last night on our Discord, we were taking a look at OC Sniper, which is one of the biggest whales in NFL all day, looking at his particular... roster and Kenny can you do you have that roster handy uh matter of fact I do one second here I'll pull that right up but that is one outstanding roster my brother so let, let's run down what's in that roster with the players first of all okay so we're gonna run down OC snipers roster starting with this quarterback the quarterback position he has a Lamar Jackson the serial number is number 10 he has a running back, Christian McCaffrey, serial number number four. Another running back, Jonathan Taylor, serial number one. Wide receiver, Cooper Cup, serial number one. Wide receiver, Devontae Adams, serial number one. Tight end, Mark Andrews, serial number two. And his flex position is Dalvin Cook, serial number seven. And for his defense, rounding it off, he's got the New Orleans defense, and that serial is a number one. 
Wow, impeccable roster, outstanding serial numbers. Okay, so basically in daily fantasy sports, what you've got is each individual player is assigned a value, and there's only so much you're allowed to spend in value to create a roster. Whereas in OTM Rumble, there are no values. You play who you want. So the way tiebreakers work is very different than in DFS. And Kenny, do you have the tiebreaker rules? Matter of fact, I do, Cope. Bear with me one second here. So, no. So in the event of a tie, the aggregate lowest serial number for a Rumble roster will serve as the tiebreaker. Okay. So in that situation, if someone had the exact same roster as OC Sniper, just off the top of my head, OC Sniper's total total serial number score was somewhere around, what, 10? I would say it's about 13 altogether. <laughs> okay, okay. And we're talking, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're talking about moments that some of them are numbered to 10,000. 28 in total, believe it or not, guys. Okay, 28. So, 28 in total. That's still crazy. You would have to literally have some of the absolute best moments, period, to compete against that. And that's why just playing the absolute best players really isn't a good, good idea in OTM Rumble unless you're someone like OC Sniper. It completely takes you out of the running week to week. And that's what's key about this. It's a week to week contest. Now, Manny of I and I have spoken about this previous to recording this episode. So I know Manny knows the answer here, but I'm going to ask Kenny and see what his thoughts are off the top of his head. But Kenny, last season, how many players do you think won their specific position group more than, well, three or more times during the season? Wow, that's a, I would say it's about, that's a lot. I want to say three, three to four, three to four players. Okay, you're, you're, you're bang on there. It's three oh. players. Okay, there are only three players that actually won their position group three or more weeks during the season. That's just the top of my head. So, and those three players are. I I think I know one, Patrick Mahomes. Wrong. Wow. Not, I guess Mahomes okay. too. Yeah, not Patrick Mahomes. Take take a second guess. I I'll give you a second guess. I I, I can't go wrong with this one, Josh Allen. Yes, Josh Allen was actually the single best player week to week last season. He won five weeks of the quarterback position. Want to throw want to throw one more guess out there? Absolutely, Jonathan Taylor. No, not Jonathan Taylor. Oh, no, I should have said Cooper too. Cup. Yes, Cooper Cooper Cup was one. Cooper Cup was one, and then the last one was Kyler Murray. Okay, so those were the only three players to, and, and Cooper Cup and Kyler Murray won three weeks at their position group. That is it. Wow. Right? So what that goes to show you is that it doesn't matter how great a player is. To expect them to be the top week in, week out is just ridiculous, really. It's complete folly. A lot of people are looking at OTM Rumble the same way they'd look at traditional fantasy football. And there is a reason why Jonathan Taylor is, say, the 
consensus by most people, number one pick in PPR fantasy football. And that's because over the course of a season, he's going to accumulate a fair number of points, but that does not mean he's going to be the best running back week in, week out. So when you're constructing your roster, it's important that you realize just throwing in the best players doesn't guarantee you anything. If anything, it guarantees that you're going to be up against a fair number of other people with the exact same roster. And unless you're OC Sniper, you've already lost. So I've seen both of you over the last few days kind of play with your rosters. Manny, is there anyone that you've looked at recently that you did not look at, say, a week ago? There are actually quite a few. Looking down now, are we talking about from a personal perspective, from my roster, or in general, Kobe? We'll start off with in general. So looking in general, you've, you've got to go with guys that are on the cusp, guys that, that have the ability to just pop off, that have the, the weapons around them. One person that really struck out to me or that, that was highlighted to me was a guy like Kirk Cousins. You look at a guy like Cousins and you look at the team that he's got around him. Right off the hop, you think Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. Now, Dalvin Cook is a dual threat. So he's going to help Cousins on those little dipsy-doo dump passes behind the line. Here you go, Dalvin, uh, run in. You've got Adam Thielen there. Kirk Cousins has the ability to just go right off. And not a lot of people are going to select a Kirk Cousins over a Josh Allen, a Pat Mahomes, an Aaron Rodgers, a Lamar Jackson, and so on and so forth. You go a little bit further down the line, and someone like Russell Wilson also stands out to me. Essentially, in with, with having the same weapons and having that same structure of being able to score the points, and having the fancy names ahead of them. Bingo. Now, what some of you may not realize is that both Manny and Kenny have really significant collections, okay? these They may not count officially as a whale, but they're definitely dolphins when it comes right down to it. <laughs> so, so, Manny, there is a reason why you also chose Kirk Cousins, right? There is a reason why I chose Kirk Cousins. I mean, ultimately... From a personal standpoint, I'm lucky enough to early on have acquired one of his really low serial numbers. So I've got a four. Now, to me, there's that benefit of being able to play him as a secondary option. Here's my play for a, an example for a week one, Kobe mm -hmm. and uh, Kenny. So week one, I actually don't have Kirk Cousins as my starting quarterback. I've got, and here cat's out of the bag. I've got a Josh Allen. I've got a Josh Allen three-digit in the 100 serial number that I can play there. Uh, from a cost-effective standpoint, it wasn't the most expensive thing in the world. Uh, I'm talking into, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was roughly $100. So I've got him as my starter. Why? Because OTM has been kind enough to give us the option to lock our teams in after the Thursday night game. I can essentially put in Josh Allen as my starting quarterback. Should he have shit, a great... Shit the bed? Oh, I'll, I'll save that one for a second. <laughs> Should he have a great game? Woo! I'm happier than a pig in poop. I'm keeping Josh Allen at my QB. Now, to your point, should he fail, falter, and break his neck? 
I can quickly replace him with a Kirk, Cous Kirk Cousins and keep my fingers crossed because I've got such a low serial number and he's got all the tools and weapons around him. Yeah, bingo, bingo. Kenny, is that kind of like your strategy as well? That is my strategy. And to, to play off of what you just said, Manny, the flip side is, guess what? You can take out Josh Allen and have another go at it. That's the kicker. And that, that's what's interesting about the Rumble. Or if you don't have that particular player, guess what? You can go to the marketplace and scoop them right up. That's something that's key, too, because what you have to remember is as much as OTM Rumble is a, you know, you're looking to try and win dapper credit every single week. At the same time, you can earn dapper credit by taking advantage of these Thursday night games and players who go off. And if you happen to have multiples of, or it's really someone you don't care that much about, you can earn a profit immediately before the actual events even over. Absolutely. That's something that gives you that secondary sort of earning potential that this platform offers. I was telling Manny that the double-edged sword there is that you can do that. You know, you can on Thursday night. It's 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 very it, the, the whole edit the thing before after Thursday is is key to everything, and I think that's interesting. I don't know how long that's going to last, Cole Manny. I don't know. I think by <laughs> the week week a couple weeks go by, did they stop that? And oh opinion, no no no, that won't happen. That won't happen. You don't think so? Oh no no, that won't happen. So. Uh, Key to OTM Rumble even occurring is the fact that Own the Moment, which is a company that owns OTM Rumble, that's what the OTM stands for, and Dapper Labs, which is a company that owns NFL Day, went into a partnership on this. Okay, ah. it's an agreement between the two to to basically have this happen. It saves Dapper Labs having to create the platform themselves and manage it and work the back end. It allows a third party company to do it, but the actual um, winnings, the Dapper credit, Dapper's paying for that. That's Dapper money. Ah, okay. Okay. But for them to afford that, you know what you need? You need people to buy and sell on the marketplace every single week. Right. You have to keep that actual flow going. Yes, yes. That that's sense. right. And that's what that Sunday lock does for you. It ensures that yeah. every single week they're getting their 5% off every single transaction. <laughs> I'm going to say that. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. Let's look into it straight up 100%. So what looks to be like a where we can gamify, we can game the system. No, they're way ahead of us. Mm -hmm. To Kobe's point. Hey, we'll give you the opportunity to, if you're, you're the guys you've selected on that Thursday night don't have a great game, you can replace them and go out and buy more. Now, the way that I look at that is to buy in advance of to hold those moments instead of paying the jacked up premium that's going to come on the weekend when your guy doesn't do that well on a Thursday. So try to try to buy in advance but ultimately the principle is still the same either way in the end they're still going to get their five percent from the purchase and that's what they care about right oh. so it's great right. all around the partnership is literally own the moment dapper labs nfl very synergistic but to the end users like us manny and cope you know maybe they figured out maybe they didn't i'm talking about the whales out there now the guys out there that are looking to profit the nft collectors not the actual nfl collectors just huge difference here mm-hmm because those are the guys, once they figure it out, they're going to go snipe all those moments up. It's coming. And it hasn't hit yet because you're going to see a difference in the marketplace oh, it's after happen. the first week. 
Oh, after the first week, you're going to see this, this whole market's going to shift. And that was what we've been talking about in the dormant season for the last couple months, right? How oh, it's been slow. There's it's Kobe's like every week on the podcast. It's criminal. How low these are. It's criminal. It's criminal. And he's right. Mm-hmm. I think that all changes by the first week. Once they see how this flows and they see what's happening here. Oh yeah. There, there, there are guys with hundred thousand dollars worth of moments in their collection who don't know that much about football. No. Okay. Let's, I, I, let's be honest. Fact. That's a fact. I can tell. Right? And when they realize the opportunity available to them because of something like own the moment rumble, yes, they right. will get active. They will get active, but that's a good thing for everybody who builds a collection now. That's right. And guys, the essence of, of this particular theory, the whole chalk piece where you're, you're basically playing a lot of the same players that a lot of other people are is, Go out and get the lowest serial number. And to Kenny's point, once people figure that one out en masse, say goodbye to oh. those two digits. Say goodbye to those three digits. Three digits. That's why we're scooping them now. Well, I am. And, you know, and to and Cove, I really appreciate calling me a dolphin and hope that I fell into my way. But I have been doing my best to snap up moments that I can. And, and then on top of that, be competitive in all day as well. By, you know, like, like I said, I, I purchased a, a Patrick Mahomes last night. And um, I kind of got lucky with that number 62 sitting there in between four and $5,000 moments. I was like, what is it doing here? And I, I think simply the guy who put it up for sale, he forgot. He didn't look at it. And it goes back to what Cope says. These guys are not NFL. They don't, they don't get it. They're not collect they're not NFL collectors. They're just there for the NFT. That moment would have been gone. If anyone went through that Pat Mahomes last night and saw that there that actually knows football and knows that moment, they would have they would have bought that. Kenny, I'm not gonna lie to you. Had I seen that, I would have snapped that up in a second. <laughs> Great bye, man. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on. I want to comment. I want to comment on that directly because Kenny made a good point there, whereas the guy didn't know what he had. And the reason being is that there's a there's another level to this that we haven't even begun to Tapped talk about into. yet, right? And yeah. the first level is there's a lot of people collecting NFTs that don't know anything about NFL football. That's the first level. The second level is there's a lot of people collecting NFTs who don't know anything about the sports collectible market. Okay, so we're lucky enough to have Manny with us, who quite literally is probably at one point the number one sports card collector in Canada. He'd be up there awesome. overall in North America when it comes right down to it. And he understands the the importance of limited supply. So, Manny, why is it some of these guys are clueless when it comes to what they have and what they don't have? You just nailed it right on the head. It's, hey, people are looking at it. Are they collectors? Are they investors? Are they coming in? It's the mindset that needs to be there. And the mindset isn't set really in this whole nft game this is all relatively new folks even though this has been around for two two years now when top shot first got off the ground Mm -hmm. this is all in its infancy and people are starting to figure out or are going to be figuring out hey along with the uh nfl all day component you've got on the moment how does my collection, where is the utility? And that's what people don't understand yet is the utility. Is your collection, can it be utilized for other things? Absolutely. When people start to realize and figure out the utility, that's where this is going to go through the roof. Those of us earlier on that are understanding the utility of it, low serial yeah. numbers, rarity pieces, getting a rare as opposed to a common 
paying the extra in certain circumstances, like Kenny said, uh, 60, 100, $120, if you're able to, again, this is a lot of money for a lot of folks, right? But if you're able to, understanding the utility and how it will increase your collection, the rarity for collectors, collectors are going to love it. Everyone wants to have the rarity. Investors, investors are going to love it. Why? Because you come in, you buy at a certain price and you're able to sell higher. It's the utility piece that people are going to be understanding and that they're starting to get now, hopefully. And if they don't, they'll learn after this. But the thing is, too, guys, is that, like you said, and Cope said, too, as well, is that there are people out there that have really great accounts that really do. They do. I go through some of these accounts and I'm like, wow. But then I see the rookie moments, the rookie mistakes within the accounts by what they're holding and what they're not holding. And they have really great cards. And I know that they're just throwing money at stuff because they hear a name. They, they hear a name that they hear on TV or that someone talks about. Mm-hmm. Without any re- initial research, they're buying it up. or they're you know, The thing is, they don't know what they have. But when they figure it out, like you said, they understand that utility, then you're going to see what we've been doing for the last six to eight months here, collecting these cards and, and stockpiling and waiting for the season to start really take off it's gonna pay off for us i believe that it is i wouldn't be in this project if it wasn't and i know that it is i just know that there's so much value here and it's been slow because we've been in it for a while and we're screaming every month for utility for a challenge or something where you know and i think it's gonna hit and when people start figuring out like you said once they figure out that utility man it's it's gonna be game on then it's gonna be something different we're gonna look at a whole nother deal in my opinion a hundred percent, one hundred percent, and it's why I'm trying to get the information out now because I want to see people benefit from this, and not not just the whales. I mean, average everyday people, just football fans in general. I want to see them get the the full advantage that NFL All Day has to offer. But we've kind of gone way off the rails here because we're talking more about the investment side of things. I want to get back to yes. the actual. I want to get back to the actual strategy. I was going to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, where do a lot of these conversations go with folks, right? It's the investment. It's the collectible. So we can see even those of us that are having this conversation, we get off the rails. It happens. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. I'm glad glad we did that. I may have to break this up into two parts, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) So I'm going to go on to some very specific questions that relate to last year. I'll start with Manny, and then I'll bounce the same question to Kenny. So the first question, Manny, is... Who would you say the top five QBs are in fantasy? All right. So here's the best part. I'm doing my best not to sit here and go to Google. So I'm going to go off the top of my head. Yeah, this is personal. Absolutely. So I'm going with my boy number 17, J.A., Josh Allen, Bills Mafia. Okay. Number one. I'm going Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I don't think anybody disagrees with you there. I'm going Justin Herbert. Okay. Uh, I have a special affinity for Aaron Rodgers, MVP, but from a fantasy perspective, maybe not, but I am going Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And then number five, I need someone who's mobile, someone who can move, who's going to bring me those rushing yards too. So I'm either going Lamar Jackson yeah, or Kyler Murray, possibly, possibly Russell Wilson, but more than likely either Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson. So 5-5-A five, five there. Okay. So no Brady for you. No. Kenny, how about you? Wow. Wow. Okay. This is a very difficult question, but I'm going to answer it because I love this. 
<laughs> so obviously the three recognizables, like uh, Manny did say, you know, you have a Josh Allen, um, Justin Herbert, and Pat Mahomes. Okay. I'm sorry. I have to put Tom Brady in there. You have to put the greatest that ever played the game in there. No okay. question in my mind. This is his 23rd season. And then for my fifth guy, uh, you know, I'm going to go mobile too as well. And out of all the three mobiles that we have right now that are really killing it, you know, we haven't seen what Trey Lance is going to do this year, but I'm going to go Jalen Hurts. I think he is outstanding. I think he's really going to – his numbers last year were so impeccable that how could you not put him in the category? He passed for over over 3,500 yards last year and ran for about 1,000 yards. The guy – He's the true day modern Vic right now, as far as I can see. And I think he's going to exceed his expectations for this year. And those are my top five, Cope. Okay, so let's let's start with the guys you agreed on. Now, we've already talked about Josh Allen and how he had five weeks where he led the league at the quarterback position in fantasy points. We already mentioned Kyler Murray had three weeks where he won the, won the league. How about Justin Herbert? How do you guys think Justin Herbert did? Manny? Ultimately, he didn't do all that well. That's more hype than anything. It's, it's There's that Justin Herbert spec piece, but when you look around at the tools he's got, that's where it all comes from. So how did he do? He did okay. So how many weeks do you think he led? Maybe if he was lucky, one, if okay. he was lucky. Okay. And Kenny, what do you think? Justin Hubert led about three weeks, I would say. Okay. So it's actually in between the two of you. He led two weeks. There's two weeks in the entire season where he was the top quarterback. This episode is brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's most trusted sports book with betting options available from every sport you can imagine. From futures and money line betting to real-time live betting during games, Sports Interaction offers its customers the most competitive odds in Canada. So head on over to our website and sign up today as Sports Interaction also has a nice deposit bonus if you click on the link. It's available in every province, from coast to coast. And now back to the show. Now let's look at the guys you differed on, right? Let's look at the guys you differed on. So let's start with Tom Brady. How many weeks do you think Tom Brady led? I would hope a big fat zero for all of us <laughs> non-Brady fans. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Kenny? Uh, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Tom Brady led any of the weeks, but however, I think Tom Brady was very consistent every week. He put up the same numbers. That's what I think. Okay, you're both right. So he did not lead any particular weeks, but he did factor into the top five quarterbacks numerous times. Okay, so you're both basically right there. Suck it, Brady. Okay, wh- <laughs> what about Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> so there's there's the difference. Rodgers put up an MVP caliber season. Correct, he won the MVP. You can be the top player at, at your position in in the league and not even had fled once you can do that because it's all about consistency so Kobe, to your point tom brady was in the top five there he didn't lead any mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken aaron Rodgers would have been one all right you're going with one yes okay kenny how many weeks he led the i don't think he led at all he led zero of the weeks all right kenny's correct on this one it was zero he never had a week where he was the number one quarterback still better than Brady and he actually won the MVP so you again this is to illustrate the point that just because you're the best player at a position doesn't necessarily mean you're best they're the best fantasy option at a position week to week so now I'm going to go on to the running backs I'm going to do this one a little bit differently now Christian McCaffrey didn't get a chance to play much last year 
injured for the majority of the season. So I'm, I'm going to remove Christian McCaffrey, even though we all know how great he is. But we are going to go with two of the top running backs. I'm going to start with Jonathan Taylor. How many weeks do you think Jonathan Taylor led last season? Kenny? Oh, man. I want to say I would go with the shoot. The guy had a, had a great season. Uh, let's go four weeks. He had two games at 200 yards. Okay. Manny? I'm going to go on the two train on this one, Kobe. Okay. Jonathan Taylor, who is by most people considered the safest number one pick in fantasy football in the PPR category, which is what OTM is based on, led one week. One what? week of the entire what? season in 2021. What? It was week 11. Now, what do you think the percentage of rosters are in OTM Rumble in week one that have a Jonathan Taylor in them? Oh, my God. Yeah, this is the interesting piece. <laughs> Let's just say you're looking at at least half the people out there are putting Taylor in. So I believe in people. I'm going to say only only 50%, but I know it's probably going to be a lot higher. Yeah, I think you're way low. Yeah. Okay. You you want to ask me that question? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'm going to say 85 to 90%. And I'll tell you why. I went on Twitter. Uh, all day's doing a pack giveaway um, for OTM Rumble. Um, and they're saying, put a screenshot of your team up on Twitter and like and follow. So I went on Twitter and I looked. That's how I found OC Sniper. Mm-hmm. And every roster, just about every roster I went through, and it was probably a good 200 for a stop, had Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> That's exactly what I expect. I honestly think the only people who won't have Jonathan Taylor are people who understand game theory like ourselves and people who listen to guys like us when it comes to setting up your rosters. I expect 90% of the rosters to have Jonathan Taylor in them. Yeah. And- guys, with... With all due respect, I'll, I'm going to read off the NFL Fantasy 2021 points. Again, mm-hmm. I'm looking at a different perspective. I'm looking from a PPR league's points. So yeah, this PPR. Is not This is not the actual NFL uh, Fantasy points, but this is the uh, PPR based around points on NFL. Jonathan Taylor did lead the league at 426 points last year. Yeah, ridiculous. Austin Eckler was number two at 346. Then you've got... <laughs> I'll read out the top five. Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, and I will let you two actually battle it out for who you thought was the number five rated running back in the NFL last year in a PPR league. Number five. Leonard Fournette. Kenny? Dalvin Cook. You are both incorrect. I'll give you another shot at it. Go ahead, Cove. No, no. Uh... He came on well late. Uh, James Conner? Kenny? Okay. I'm going to either... Oh, shit, who's left? <laughs> Nick Chubb? You are both incorrect. I would have easily have got a guest. Maybe a Kamara, maybe a Chubb, maybe a Fernet. Folks, the number five PPR rated running back on NFL.com was Cordero Patterson. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Look at where that Cordero Patterson rare is sitting. So, <laughs> $56. I purchased him three weeks ago. He's the same spot. <laughs> if, if you look at the Atlanta Falcons, you've got Kyle Pitts, 
They've lost any and all legitimate receivers. They've got Brian Edwards there. Who do you guys think is going to get the ball more often than not? Running and having those little dipsy-doo dump passes coming to him? Uh, it's going to be Cordell for sure. Yeah, they did, they did They did. sign a, uh, like they, they got a rookie. They got Tyler Algier. So he'll mm-hmm. take up some of the actual handoff work. But Cordell's Patterson's still going to have a great, great season. Okay, now to illustrate how strange a fantasy season can be, I'm going to go over a couple of names that popped as the number one running back. This is interesting. This is funny. On a particular week last season. So week eight, Michael Carter of the New York Jets was the number one running back. Wow. I also have a a great disdain for the New York Jets. And I apologize to Jets fans. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Week 15, Duke Johnson Jr., was the number one running back. Ridiculous. Any given Sunday, guys. <laughs> Duke any given Johnson Sunday, yeah. Jr. Okay? He's like a fourth stringer now on the Buffalo Bills. Duke is, right? Yes. When you look at wide receivers, we've got Elijah Moore, another New York Jet, was the number one wide receiver in week nine. Oh, man. Sounds like they had a really good season last year, Cope. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the year ended. Week 18 with Danny Amendola as the number wide number one wide receiver. Houston. <laughs> right. Oh my God. When you look at tight ends, now and tight end is a very interesting position because everyone who plays fantasy football knows that there aren't that many tight ends that are really considered viable. Right? You got can a you, handful, maybe can six. You, can you give me two tight ends that you would think are are great fantasy football options? Great fan. Oh, so, uh, let's go with Dallas Goddard and let's go with the guy in San Francisco. What's his name? George Kittle. George Kittle. Okay. Manny, give me two as well, but not those two. Kelsey Andrews. Okay. Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. So we got Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, Dallas Goddard. There's four of the top possible tight ends. Darren Waller, too. Throw him in there. All right, we'll throw Waller in, too. Let's throw Kyle Pitts in there, too. you got to be fair, because he's got potential. On sure. We're, we're going to throw Pitts in there, too. So now we're basically uh, listing off the absolute best. You just named it the top eight, and the rest are just up for grabs. Right? So we're going to look at them, and I'm going to run down which tight ends won which weeks. And again, tight end is seen as one of those positions where if you, have a, you either have a great one or you have a shit tight end. That's just how it's seen, right? Week one. Darren Waller was the top tight end. He's on our list. Week two, Travis Kelsey was the top tight end. He's on our list. Week three, it was Dalton Schultz. Not on our list. Week four, it was CJ Uzama, who's not on our list. Now of the Jets, unfortunately. Week five, it was Mark Andrews. He's on our list. Week six, it was Noah Fant, who's not on our list. Seattle now. Week seven, it was CJ Uzama again. Hey, the Jets. Good for them. The Jets are a really good team. Week week eight, it was Pat Fryermuth. Oh my God. Week nine, he went back to back. It was Pat Fryermuth again. That's when Roethlisberger couldn't throw the ball, so he kind of had to just like half arm it. (laughs) Yeah, he could get it five yards to Fryermuth. what uh, happened right week 10 it was hunter henry like i could just keep going week 11 zach Ertz. 
Week 12. Wow. Jack Doyle. <laughs> like, it's nuts, right? You, you think tight end is a, a position that you have to play one of those top guys. I'm certain in most, most everyone's mind, even fantasy football aficionados are probably thinking, well, who do I put as my tight end? Well, it's got to be Andrews, Kelsey, Kittle, or Pitts maybe. And that's my only choices because everyone else sucks. At least this is how a lot of people think. They don't realize that the tight end position is so volatile that any week, if a tight end catches one touchdown, it makes them a possible winner of that week. Correct. And having now here's here's the OTM play. Having rare tight ends given mm-hmm. the opportunity. Again, these are I've looked through and the prices start to get up there. But having rare tight ends with low serial numbers, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. You're yeah. doing pretty well. Right? And no tight end won their position group more than twice all of last season. And Kelsey, how did Kel- how many did Kelsey win? Kelsey won two weeks. He won week two and week 15. Wow. He must have did really good in the playoffs. He did do good in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. No, no. And honestly, and to be this is going off topic. This is just talking fantasy. But I think Kelsey has a better season this year because of Tyreek Hill being gone. Agreed. Okay, so Kelsey may improve on that. He may win three weeks this year. You, know okay. who, <laughs> you guys know who we're not talking about here. And again, home. I'm going to be a homer here. It's Dawson Knox. You got Josh oh, Allen yeah. as your quarterback. When Josh Allen isn't looking deep, when he's not looking Steph Diggs, when he's not looking Gabe Davis, and he's looking underneath. Who's going to be there outside of uh, – Oh, no. He lit up Knox last year. I remember Knox scoring four touchdowns in one game. I was like, God dang it, I didn't start him. Outside of Jameson Crowder now playing out of the slot, you're going to be looking Dawson Knox. That's probably the second option. If you're looking deep on the first play and that's – you got double coverage downfield, you're going to do that 8, 9, 10-yard pass. Who's going to be there? Okay, so hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Buffalo Bills and specifically Josh Allen because remember, Josh Allen won five weeks. He was the number one single-week player at his position by, by a mile, right? By Makes a mile. everybody else around him better. So how well do you think Steph did, Diggs did last year? Consistency. Are he we talking three, on a week to week? Three weeks. You're going with three? Okay. Three weeks. Manny? Oh. I hate to, to say this, but probably one or none. Yeah, he didn't win a single week. Yeah. Jeez. He did not win a single week. Neither did Gabe Davis. That means he spread the ball out pretty good. Then that, that's that's interesting. That's an interesting fantasy uh, breakdown there. Yes. And the reason I wanted to bring that up is because everyone talks about how you need to have fantasy stacks. And by a fantasy stack, we mean playing the same quarterback with a wide receiver off of that particular quarterback's team. So stacking Josh Allen and Steph Diggs, stacking Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, stacking Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, believing that that stack gives you an advantage. It doesn't. It does not. I hear the stacking shit all the time. It's a theory. (laughs) I disagree with you because if if you're a quarterback, and so I'm going to... I'm going to go back to that AFC uh, divisional round game, Buffalo, Kansas City. Had that been a regular season game, Josh Allen throwing four touchdowns to Gabe Davis and Gabe Davis going 200 yards plus. Oh, no, I'm not I'm not saying it can't happen. 
I'm just saying building your roster around that doesn't give you an advantage. It doesn't. Every player has the same opportunity to go off. Everyone. And if the quarterback goes off, doesn't mean that his favorite wide receiver goes off. No, because he can spread the ball around. You're right. Yeah, could mean his tight end goes off. Could mean his running back goes off. <laughs> right? It doesn't necessarily mean that his number one wide receiver will go off. So that was something I dictated in my, you know, playing the other wide receiver <laughs> strategy <laughs> on the video. It sounds like the three of us are in agreement that, yes, always playing the best, best, best player isn't necessarily the best strategy. It's great for consistency. It'll probably put a lot of people into the money. Yes. It'll put those with lower serial numbers higher up into the money because the top 300 win on OTM Rumble. Do we have the breakdown of that by any chance before we move on to the next piece? Okay, so the price breakdown on OTM Rumble, the regular season dapper balance prize pool, as it stands, the top 300 get paid. So in first place, if you become first place, it's 1500 Second place is 1000 Third place is 500 Fourth place is 250 And fifth place is 125 And then they break it from sixth place to 10th place is $75. Mm -hmm. 11th to 25th place is 50 26th to 50th place is 40 51st to 100th is $30. 101 to 200 is 20 and 201 to 300 is $10 for a total of $10,000 weekly prize pool. I will say this right now, guys, anybody, anybody, anybody listening, anybody have any aspirations or thoughts to finish first, you cannot use chalk lineups to win. You will need to have a variable in there with regards to this whole any given Sunday thought process, that is a low serial number. So if you use QB yeah. through defense, the same lineups as everyone else, if it's the exact same as, I don't know, 2,000 people? Yeah, unless your name's OC Sniper. And even OC Sniper might not because, I mean, he, he'd have to have he'd have to have something different in there. Mm -hmm. Well, no. I mean, Cole just did it all. He just did the entire breakdown of each player. I mean, look, if you look at the weeks to weeks, had OC Sniper played that roster every week, he would not be in the top 10. Correct. So wait, let us that's a good point to lead into here. Let's, let's have some fun here. Let's just go. Let's have some fun here because we're only talking about skill positions. Okay. So I'm not going to do an entire roster, but we'll do the top skill positions for a specific week. So Kenny, pick a week from 2021. One and 18. Let's go with week 10. All right, week 10. Week 10, we're going to give you the top quarterback of that week, the top running back of that week, the top wide receiver that week, and the top tight end of that week. So the top okay. quarterback in week 10 was Patrick Mahomes. <sighs> nice, right? Chalky. The top running back of that week was A.J. Dillon. Hey, Who Dillon. in their right mind <laughs> is selecting an eight? This is the whole point of what we're talking about, right? Quote, unquote, right mind. Bingo. Who's going to pick an A.J. Dillon over a Jonathan Taylor, over a Dalvin Cook, over a Kamara, over? I mean, somebody who wears a cheese head, maybe. Maybe. You got to keep keep going, Corey. <laughs> Kobe, right? sorry. Well, you know, this boils down to, this is why it's, the, it's the all day, because it goes back to that, that cheese head thing. People are going to play their, their players from their teams. They're gonna, you know, they're going to. That's what they're going to do. Other than the than the the stackers or whatever you call them that are going to play the chalk outline, 
Look, right now, guys, there's 4,000 entries already submitted. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's more than I expected, to be honest. About half of them are from Jets fans who are playing their entire rosters. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, boys. Okay, hold on. Top wide receiver, Debo Samuel. Okay, that's a top tier wide receiver. Not necessarily the chalk, but that's top tier. I would expect him to get a okay. decent percentage of play. Out of the 200 rosters I looked at, no one had Debo. Go ahead. Okay, that's because I haven't posted mine yet. <laughs> right? yeah. and, then, and then top tight end, Hunter Henry. <laughs> wow. Wow. I can't picture myself playing Hunter Henry ever. That's me even. And I I like to be different. I like to play different rosters. I can't play Hunter Henry. I I couldn't do it. But if someone played Hunter Henry on that particular week in this kind of format, they'd be laughing. Hey, Cope, can I stop you and pause you for a second? Yeah. Now, here's another aspect, another component of statistically driven thought processes. And that is, if you're looking at your roster... You want to take a look at head-to-head matchups on a weekly basis. How did Team A fare against quarterbacks over the last 12 months? Has there been much turnover? If there hasn't, well, uh, you've got Josh Allen playing against the worst statistically uh, unsound defense. You're going to play the best quarterback against the worst defense. Oh, yeah. You do want to look at matchups. Let me just interject there. That's that's basically my strategy number two on the video on the Pro Sports Podcasters YouTube channel, whereas you beat up on the weak teams. You select players who right. are playing against very weak defenses, very weak teams, and you get the advantage there. But there is something you can use. There is something available to everyone that's very easy to look up, and it's very easy to use to give yourself an advantage week to week. But before we get into that, I want Manny to pick one week from week one to week 18. And I'll pick that in two seconds, but that's why people would in theory select a hunter henry select an aj dillon yes hey green bay is facing the worst run defense in the league aj dillon's gonna pop off he's going on my team correct so getting back to picking a week from last week give me week one please okay week one the quarterback was kyler murray not again not the chalkiest quarterback but someone who will definitely get some play The running back was Joe Mixon. Very similar to me to a Kyler Murray when it comes to how he may be ranked by most people. I hate how you pronounce Mixon. (laughs) Wide receiver was Tyreek Hill. Now, last season, he would have been the chalk. Okay, That would have been a very chalky play because he was still on the Kansas City Chiefs and still the number one target for Patrick Mahomes. Now with Miami and Jalen Waddell and Tua as his quarterback... Hmm. And tight end, it was Darren Waller. And again, last season, he would have been the chalk because the season previous, he had a very solid season. So you have a couple of chalky plays in there and then others that are sort of, I would say, second tier plays. So that would have been a roster that it would have gotten some play maybe. But again, it'd be a very small percentage probably in comparison to the true chalk. What do you think, Kenny? No, I I totally agree with you. And you know, it's funny that you mentioned Tyreek Hill, not you know, because obviously this year, I, I based on what the rosters I did see submitted, there was no one play Tyreek Hill again. It's just like you said, it's all chalk. And it is hilarious that we're talking about Tyreek Hill now. Now I want to add. Okay, you're right. You're right. Exactly. That was a lot of chalk there. But now here's here's something I just I just had to add this for you guys. So this is week four of last season. The number one quarterback was Sam Darnold. Wow. 
The Ew. number one running back was Corderell Patterson. The number one wide receiver was Tyreek Hill. And the number one tight end was CJ Uzama. That's about Damn. as far from chalky as you can get. You can get, you know, and wow. And it's week one. And every, you're right. I, I think the first week, everyone's going to play the chalk. It, it, let's look in that way. And I, I get it. And you play your best players and you want to show off what you got. Yeah. Now, I mean, I'm not even going to look at my my collection right now, but for an example, a potential week one roster that you could roster that probably has no chalk in it at all, that has a chance of popping off. Okay. So I would start at quarterback with Matt Ryan because the Indianapolis Colts are playing the Houston Texans. You know, that's funny. I had him in, I had him and Michael Pittman. And I took him out at running back. Someone who gets, Blatantly overlooked, but we've already seen him that he's he's popped in certain situations, even last season, would be Joe Mixon for me. Okay. Joe Mixon on a team that went to the Super Bowl probably will get very little play. You need a second running back. So you could go with, say, a Javante Williams, who last year split time with Melvin Gordon on the Denver Broncos, but is now playing against the Seattle Seahawks with a decimated defense. Probably won't get that much play. Wide receiver. I mean, you have so many options available to you, but why not go with, say, a C.D. Lamb? Because he's the only real target on the Dallas Cowboys. On the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that, you're right. I, right? I, I, admit, I had C.D. and I'm already Sam Brown. In. Jesus. Yeah. And then you could also go with someone like an Alan Lazard as your second wide receiver because Maybe he is now the number one in Green Bay with an MVP quarterback. At tight end, again, all kinds of options. But someone like a Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Because they've got nothing going on right now. He'll be literally one of the most one of the most, you know, recognized targets. And then defense is entirely up to you. But I'm saying that kind of a roster, a roster that probably one person might play could potentially win it all in week one. You know what, Cole? I, I stick to my guns, fellas. I'm going to play the matchups, the weak matchups. That's how I look at it. Yeah, no, I 100% get it. And that I'm with one you on thing, that one too. Yeah, Manny, I know Manny's in on that one too, and I'm, I'm the same way. Probably the single most important stat you'll get from Vegas when it comes to which players you should, should select to set up your rosters is the over-under point totals in games. Okay. Okay. So like every it. every week, Vegas releases over under that says this many points will be scored in this particular game. So, for instance, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure it's around 52 points, maybe. But we're looking at the um, 48. 48 is generally consistency. 48. Right. That's right. But but I think the Raiders Chargers game is like 52. Oh, hell yeah. They'll, they'll look at their last three games they played last year, even in the playoffs. It was ridiculous. Right? So they're they're expecting no defense in that game. They're expecting that just both teams to just go at each other and continuously score, which means if you start players from those teams, Vegas is saying they're going to get a lot of points. Anyone remember what happened last year in the Bills-Patriots game uh, when it was just horrible conditions where they threw the, the, the Patriots threw the ball twice mac jones i believe had two <laughs> completions they ran the ball all day so for anyone who would have 
if that was going on this year in horrible weather in horrible weather cities if you're picking a Josh Allen as as much as we all love Josh Allen we think he he did he he led the league five times last year but if you're picking Josh Allen in a snowstorm in Buffalo or Steph Diggs you got a problem yeah you're not going to win that bet no (laughs) so obviously the point we're trying to make is that when it comes to OTM Rumble it pays to be different you got to think outside the box you got to think so far outside the box that there is no box. You can't just play the best players and expect to win at this. Honestly, you should expect to lose if that's your game plan. Now, I'm not saying you can't place. You may even place high once or twice. And by high, I mean, you know, maybe top 100 once or twice during the season adopting that strategy. And only use that strategy if you have very low serial numbers available to you. But if you really want to win, if you want to come top five, then you got to start thinking of players that can pop that other collectors, other players won't think of. And you got to develop combinations in your roster that no one else will have. And that's what's going to get you there. Now, you got to accept that there'll be a lot of weeks that maybe you don't place at all adopting a strategy like that. But if your goal is to win like mine is, then that's what you got to do. And I hope that we've illustrated that as simply as possible. Because I want my people to win. I want to see the PSP insiders at the top of every leaderboard every single week. I don't care if it's me. I don't care if it's any one of you. I just want to know that PSP insiders are rocking it this season. The first season of OTM Rumble. Good luck, guys. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience. Where no sport is left behind.